Jesus must press on. Did you notice that? There are some people who just always have the next thing in front of them, and I often find those people frustrating, just speaking personally. I like to just stop and enjoy the moment. I'm always surprised when after a great basketball game, say if you watched the final four games, they interview these college students and the reporters ask, so what's going to happen in the next game? Let the kids enjoy the moment for once. Let them just bask in the glory of that victory. Let them enjoy the present time. But it's also a good thing that there are people who are always pressing on. Because if all we ever thought about was this present moment, we would never make plans. And when we got to the next moment, we would find, you know, it would be better if we went back to how things were before. If the coach doesn't teach his players to be looking ahead, if they are content with simply winning the final four, well, then they've kind of missed the whole point, haven't they? The point in college basketball is not just to get to the final four. The point is to win the championship. And so the coach has to teach his players to press on. Athletes are always pressing on, setting a new goal, training for that goal, accomplishing the goal, and pressing on. And like a well-trained athlete, our Lord Jesus presses on. This morning we are celebrating a great parade But let's make sure we understand which parade it is that we are celebrating so that that we participate in the parade appropriately. There's many kinds of parades in the world, and it wouldn't be fitting to treat them all in the same way. If you are part of a funeral procession, a funeral parade, you behave a whole heck of a lot differently than if you're part of, say, a championship parade. When the ticker tape is falling, you behave a whole lot differently than when the hearst is going on in front of you. So you should know which parade it is that you are part of. The first parade that we are celebrating today is this one that happened long ago. When Jesus was coming into Jerusalem, he had just, and we're not told exactly how long ago it was, but it was within the crowd's memory, he had just raised Lazarus from the dead, and everybody was stirred up in Jerusalem. You can imagine some of those conversations. Jerusalem was a city where people lived close together. Nobody had 20 acres. Nobody had 40 acres. Nobody grew evergreen trees to block their view from their neighbors. And so everyone in the city would have heard the commotion. What's going on out there? Oh, it's Jesus. Who's that? Oh, he's the guy who raised Lazarus from the dead. You've got to be kidding me. No, I was there. I saw it happen. I saw him go out to that tomb. I heard him call into the grave, and I saw Lazarus walk out. Well, that doesn't happen, right? Maybe it was all just a setup. No, he was dead for four days. He stank. If you don't believe my eyes, you should at least believe my nose. There he is, right over there. Can you imagine the commotion, the conversation that would be taking the place? And you can hear, if you let your mind drift a little bit this morning, you can still hear the praises of the children. Hosanna, Hosanna to the son of David. That's an exciting kind of a parade. It's the kind of the parade that people would come out of their houses to get to. Even people who were introverts would have wanted to be part of that parade because the enthusiasm of the crowd would have been contagious. 
It would have caught on, and especially when people start cutting down tree branches and laying them in front of that procession. But that's not the only procession, that's not the only parade that we want to celebrate this morning. Because that was not the parade that Jesus was content to dwell in. You heard it put this way. After this, some of the Greeks saw what was going on, right? Some of the non-Jews saw what was happening, and they said, hey, we want to be part of that. We'd like to talk with Jesus. We've heard about the Messiah. We've heard about the Christ, and we'd like to have a little conversation with Jesus. But apparently Jesus didn't want to stop there that day and make that procession and that parade the thing that everyone remembered. Jesus wanted to press on. And so instead of telling Andrew and Philip, all right, guys, let's enjoy the moment. Let's just bask in the glory of this day. Bring the Greeks, bring the Jews, bring anyone who wants to see me. Jesus said, I'm not finished. This parade is only just beginning. This procession is only just beginning, and I can't stop here. The point is not for me to ride into Jerusalem as the king who raised Lazarus back to mortal life. I have bigger things in mind. I have better things in mind. I must press on. And so you heard Jesus say this, when I am lifted up, when I am lifted up, then, then I will draw all men to myself. That first parade in Jerusalem ended that day, and it probably was forgotten within a week. You know how parades go. The ticker tape falls, the confetti gets cleaned up, and everybody moves on. But Jesus wants to establish a procession. Jesus aims to establish a parade that will never end. And it is that one, it is that one that you are part of today. Do you know what he meant when he said, I, when I am lifted up, will draw all men to myself? He wasn't talking about a glorious to man kind of a parade. He was talking about the parade of his death. When I am lifted up, Jesus says, to indicate by what sort of death he would die, to indicate that he would be raised up from the earth, not in glory, but in shame, that he would be raised up from the earth, not with the praises of the people surrounding him, but that he would be raised up from the earth on the wood of the cross. That is what Jesus was pressing onto. And it is there at his cross. It is there at his cross, not in this wonderful day in Jerusalem long ago, but it is to his cross that he says he wants to draw each and every one of you. Think about what that means. What that means is that we are not to celebrate as those who were part of a parade that is dead and gone. We are part of a different parade. We are part of the procession, the procession not of the king of Israel only. We are part of the procession of the crucified one. And so we must learn to live and celebrate that procession properly. Now, why would that even be something that we celebrate? We could understand celebrating Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead, but why would we celebrate? Why would we want to be part of a parade of someone who is crucified? 
After all, crucifixion is probably the most shameful, the most gory, the most bloody of all deaths. But we celebrate it because hidden under that shame, hidden under that humility, is our salvation. He will be raised up on that cross, not simply because he is public enemy number one to the Jews, not simply because Pilate is, you know, a little bit here and there, a little bit of a flip-flopper trying to please the crowd. He will be raised up on that cross for the sins of the world. He will be raised up on that cross to deliver you, not just from temporary death, but to deliver you from eternal death. He will be raised up on that cross to cast out the ruler of this world, to do battle with the devil and to vanquish him. We celebrate the crucifixion of Jesus. We are part of the procession of his death because it is in that death, precisely in that death, when he was lifted up from the ground, lifted up on the cross, that your sins were dealt with. If he had stopped in Jerusalem, if he had been content to say, all right, I made it to Jerusalem on the donkey, we would still be dead in our trespasses. We would still be doomed to eternal hell. We would still be judged in our sins. But because Jesus was not content, because Jesus is the kind of Lord who always presses on, we have reason to celebrate a procession that hasn't faded into the distant memory. For he who was lifted up on the cross has also been lifted up from the grave. And the Lord Jesus who was crucified for your sins, the one who would not back away from the cross precisely so that he could save each and every one of you in this room, he is still pressing on. Jesus is not content to have rode into Jerusalem long ago. He is not content to have rode to his cross. He is not content even to have simply risen from the dead and ascended on high. He is not content but still presses on to call each and every one of you to faith in him. This week, this holy week, is meant by Jesus. It is established by Jesus to be a week that draws you closer and closer to him, that draws you out of the glory of man, which quickly passes away, and draws you into the glory of the crucified Jesus. Let this week not pass you by idly. Let this week not pass by vainly and fade off into the distant memory. But let the services of God's house this week be your great joy and delight. For it is in these services, it is in these ways, it is in this place where his word is proclaimed out to you that the one who was raised up on the cross, who is now raised up into heaven, is still at work drawing you to himself. Because here's the third parade that you and every one of you to be part of. That parade that began in Jerusalem long ago, that parade that continued to the wood of his cross, that parade that still goes on in the proclamation of the gospel, that fills the whole world, that parade will not be finished. It will not be finished until he comes again in glory. And you want to be part of that parade, believe me. Because eye has not seen, nor has ear heard, nor has it even entered into the heart of any ticker tape parade celebrators, the good things, the good things, the supremely good and eternal things that our Lord has prepared for those who love him. So mark well the parade that you're part of. Learn to be part of this procession, not simply by waving your branch, but by faith in Jesus. 
Trust your Savior more and more. Love the things that he loves. Think the things that he thinks. Celebrate the kind of things that he would celebrate. Live how he would live. After all, what does he say? If anyone would follow me, he must serve me. And where I am, there will my servant be also. The best parade The best procession is the one of the Holy Christian Church, the one that Jesus has made you a part of today. And in this procession, in this parade, things don't die down. Our Lord presses on from glory to glory, from victory to victory, from salvation promised now to salvation seen in the end. So celebrate this day, celebrate this whole week, and see how he who was lifted up to the cross is still at work pressing on and calling each and every one of you to himself. I, when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. To Christ be the glory now and forever. Amen.